in today's show. We look ahead to Wednesday. There are 10 games on, what we're watching for, who we can stream, players who are in, players who are out, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps, in the game. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Um, again, we're looking at Wednesday here. Streaming is vitally important in the fantasy playoffs. Also, if you haven't, Go and follow me over on Instagram, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I'm trying to put out some new content over there, changing things up a little bit. So uh, yeah, interact over there. I've only got uh, 12,000 followers, I think, over on Instagram. I'd love to bump that up uh, as high as the YouTube subscribers. So go and follow over there and trying to put out a little bit more content. So I hope you guys are enjoying that, much like we're enjoying Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, the first game for Wednesday with our 10 of them. The first game is the Nuggets and the Wizards. This is a back-to-back for Washington. In terms of rest of week schedule, we know this is a two-game week for Denver, but we've dealt with the first two days already. So they play Wednesday, Saturday. So it's not as bad from here on out. Majority of teams do play three games rest of week, but two games versus three, when you compare two games versus four, isn't quite as bad. So if you are wanting to add back a Nuggets play, even though there is only two more games, it's not as bad at this point. The Wizards go, they play Tuesday, obviously, but then they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday as well. And you'll see so many teams go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, rest of the week. Um, Colin Gillespie's out for Denver, of course, as usual. And the Wizards have just, just at this moment, said that um, Kuzma is out as well. And they said that the ankle sprain is pretty significant. So I'm just going to go ahead and suggest that Kuzma is out for the rest of this week, at least, if not some of next week. They said they'll reassess as he progresses, but I would expect this is at least a minimum one week, probably a two-week injury for Kuzma. So he is no longer questionable. He is out. Um, for the Nuggets, I do want to watch Maga Porter Jr. because his minutes have been frustrating at times with Maga, uh, Maga Malone, the doctor, Michael Malone, uh, benching him at times for defense. But Porter is playing a little bit better of late, putting up some much better lines. But there's always the element of risk in him. Now, if he was dropped, which I don't think he probably was, but if he was, you go back and add him now with the game Wednesday, Saturday. I also want to watch Jamal Murray. Not that he's been dropped anyway, but the headmaster has really struggled with his shooting. But one thing that is really interesting with Murray is the gigantic minutes that he is playing. He's playing 37, 35, 39, 40 minutes, even though he's dealing with a knee issue. A, because they can't trust Reggie Jackson because he is trash. And B, they're just, I guess, just pumping these minutes into Murray. We need efficiency back, though. Because if he doesn't, if he's not efficient, the extra minutes hurt because of the drop in field goal percentage. So I want to see what his playing time looks like, but also what they're able to do in terms of um, uh, in terms of the minutes there with him. 
In terms of the Wizards and Kuzma being out, we'll get an idea again today, but that does boost the value of Gafford. It boosts the value of Kispert. It boosts the value of Avdia. It boosts the value of Wright and Morris. There's like five guys who move into being 12-team streamable players. And with three more games this week, they are on the menu. Remember, Wednesday is a 10-game day, though, so you might not have an active roster spot. And the same might happen Friday. So adding a Wizards player... Um, if you haven't already added them for Tuesday, might not work if you can't play them for those two days and then you're waiting for something on Sunday. That is going to be the case for every one of these teams. Look at your roster. Do you have room in your active spots on Wednesday? Do you have room on Friday? That will necessitate what sort of decisions that you can make or which sort of players that you can add. The Warriors and the Mavs. Both of these teams go, not surprisingly, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. We're going to see that a lot. Andy Wiggins is out. Gary Payton is out for the Warriors. Um, Kavon Looney has popped up on the injury report as probable with back soreness. And Draymond has popped up with wrist soreness. Draymond did have to leave the game, I think, one or two games ago due to that wrist issue. But he is probable on the injury report due to the wrist soreness. For Dallas, we still have a lot of the unknowns there. We've got um, Luka Doncic, who's questionable. Oh, stunning. Yeah. He was questionable last game as well. He's missed five straight. Kyrie Irving has played the last two, despite questionable tags, but he was in a walking boot post-game. The foot is a real problem for him. They are both questionable, as is Markeith Morris. Jaden Hardy apparently sprained his ankle last game, but that was via Jason Kidd, who lies all the time. So it's very hard to understand whether that was true or not, or whether it was some bullshit excuse why he didn't play him. But if Doncic and Irving are out, then we're really leaning into Hardy and Josh Green as excellent streamers. But the questionable tag makes it tough to understand. I think Doncic plays and Kyrie doesn't, but that's a guess. On the Warriors, we want to watch Dante Vincenzo because the minutes were well down last game. For no real reason apart from he shot really poorly. Interestingly, they are giving minutes every night here, 10 minutes to Moses Moody, which is impacting some of their other players. Now, they are going to move things around like Kaminga was really good and he's getting good minutes. And we do want to watch that. He's played 25 minutes in three consecutive games here, Johnny, despite coming off the bench. That makes him an option for us. But a lot of his value gets fueled by like 70% shooting. And if he has a rough night, Kerr will bench him. DiVincenzo is one to watch, but the worry I have here is last two games, 23 and 19 minutes. That's a concern. If he sticks at 23, he's not a 12-team league player. We'll give him another go today or for Wednesday, but we want to watch that. And then for the Mavs, I do want to watch Jaden Hardy. Will he stick in the rotation over Justin Holiday? Because that's what happened last game. That makes him at least a deeper league guy. And he pushes up into a top 100 player if Kyrie and Luka happen to be out. I, I don't know which one I go for, Josh Green or Jaden Hardy there. Hardy's more explosive, more scoring upside, whereas Green's probably a little bit more reliable and less likely to damage your field goal percentage. But there is way more upside in Hardy. I also want to watch Christian Wood, who's played 26, 34, and 29 minutes the last three games. Is that solely because Luka is out? If Luka and Kyrie both play, does Wood go back to playing 20 minutes? Or has Kidd changed his mind and wants to play him 30 now? What does that mean for Muxy Cleaver? What does it mean for Dwight Powell? This rotation is full of question marks. We keep rolling with Wood, but I wouldn't be shocked if there is some sort of pretty significant drop-off in his production. Today's episode is brought to you by the game Ultimate Basketball GM. This ad copy says that I'm really geeked out. That's not something I would ever say, but I do like it because we all love fantasy basketball. We all love building teams. We all love making trades. And this is your chance to be like an NBA GM and build a team up and see if you can take them to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all of the ups and downs of the season. A big injury to your star player. What do you do? Do you make a trade? Do you ride it out? All of those decisions are in your hands on this game, which is free to play. 
You can play it offline and on the go whenever and whenever you want to. We've got a league here with Locked On Hosts. Super fun. Giving them, trying to build your team up, see who can be the best. You can do that with your mates as well. Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. What else are you going to do when the fantasy season's over? Go do this. Download the game. Go to probasketballgm.com. Scan the code on your screen or lock, look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. The next game is the Pacers and the Raptors. They both play three more games for the rest of the week. Um, the Pacers go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. The Raptors go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. At the moment, Delano Banton is out for Toronto, but good news for Indiana is that TJ, McC- TJ McConnell, Tyrus Halliburton is questionable. Chris Duarte is questionable. So Halliburton returning, he's going to throw a spanner into these works. I don't know that he's going to play. Maybe it's worse that he's questionable because now we don't know what to do with TJ McConnell. But both Halliburton and Duarte are questionable. On the Toronto side, Scotland Barnes is questionable with that wrist issue that caused him to miss the last or to leave the last game. For the Pacers, I do want to watch Isaiah Jackson because he was the backup center last game, played 20 minutes and was a, a top 100 player. I think he can be the backup again. I don't know that really with that huge amount of confidence, given the way that Rick Carlisle runs the rotations and the fact that they seem to be going, you know, in and out with minutes with the backups. I I just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect with playing time for these guys. Um, Because Jalen Smith played 20 minutes last game, but that was really as a power forward. But if Halliburton returns, that impacts guys like Duarte and Matherin and Neesmith and Nwora and pushes them all up the pecking order, making it harder for minutes to be found for um, Smith at power forward. So I don't know. But I do want to watch... Like if Isaiah Jackson is the legitimate backup center, which I don't think he is, but if he is, then he's got value. And I think he at least will be for this game. I also want to watch Jordan Wara, who played 21 minutes last game coming off the bench, but that was more than Neesmith. Was it more than Neesmith because Neesmith got five fouls or is it back to that pattern of Nwora playing over Neesmith despite coming off the bench? Irrespective, Neesmith and Nwora probably move out of 12-team league guys, although they are interesting stream options when you're looking desperate. For the Raptors, I do want to watch Gary Trent, whose minutes have been up. Now, he's going to hurt you in field goal percentage a lot of the time. But if Barnes is out, I expect 37 minutes or so from Trenner. I don't know who else they would play in that position. It's got to be him. I also want to watch Christian Coloco, not because I think he's good, but because he had two games in as the backup center, and then they took him out against the Bucks and put Precious Achua back in there. So is it Coloco or Achua who gets those minutes? Because Coloco getting 10 minutes could be two blocks, and that's important for deep leagues. Achua getting 20 minutes makes him the 300th best player and useless in every format. So I just don't know how they're going to run that. So we want to watch that backup center position just to see if there's anything that we can get out of it in terms of predictions. Predictions? That sounded weird. Predictions. The Knicks and the Heat. Both of these teams have two more games this week. The Knicks, Wednesday, Thursday. We're dropping all Knicks after Thursday. Well, not all Knicks. Depends on your league. If you finish on Sunday, then yeah, we drop all Knicks after Thursday. Otherwise, the Fringes, Barrett, Quickly, Hart, um, they all get dropped after Thursday. There's someone else I'm missing there. Hartenstein, Robinson, they all get dropped after Thursday. You just hold uh, Randall and Brunson, really. Um, for the Heat, they've got two-game two, two game week. It starts tomorrow, Wednesday, Saturday. So like the Nuggets, not as bad now as what it was starting Monday. Cody Zeller will remain out for Miami with that nasal fracture, but Caleb Martin has appeared on the injury report. He's questionable with knee soreness. If he misses, I think they'll give a little bit more to Kevin Love, which puts him on the map. And I think they'll go with Max Struess, who's played some power forward as well. Oh, yeah, played small forward while Jimmy Butler plays power forward. But it appears Struess is ahead of Oladipo in the rotation, so he'd be the guy to pay attention to. For the Knicks, RJ Barrett has stunk, really. Look, he's got two more games this week. You would hold for the back-to-back, but after that, you don't. His minutes are down. The impact of Hart and quickly is impacting him quite a bit, along with Grimes. 
Also, Mike Hartenstein, who's had 20 minutes now in four consecutive games and at least 19 minutes in six consecutive games. They're limiting Robinson and playing closer to a minute split. Hartenstein was a strong ad for Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. We drop him after that, of course. But let's see if they keep going with 20 minutes or is there any chance that he plays more than Mitchell Robinson? I doubt it. Is there any chance either of them get over 10% usage? That's the big question. For the Heat, I do want to watch Kevin Love because last game before he had that issue with his head where he smacked Jalen uh, Duran, how he was on the way to more minutes. He played 24 minutes, and that includes a trip to the locker room. And if Caleb Martin's out, do they lean a little bit more into Love? I'm not willing to say he's a 12-team league player, but if Martin is ruled out, then I will. Where's Obi going? If Martin is ruled out, then I will try Love as an option there. Also want to watch the big fella. Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. He was pretty good last game. 25 minutes, more minutes than Gabe Vincent. Six rebounds, six assists in that game. I think he only had seven points. You're going to have low points and poor shooting at times. But his ability to get assists at least puts him on the radar. I don't think he's a must-roster player at all. And he is listed probable in this game. But we do need to watch to see how the minutes go between him and Gabe Vincent. The next game we take a look at is the Spurs and the Bucks. The Spurs are on a back-to-back. It is going to be disgustingly messy. We know that Jay Crowder is out for Milwaukee. Goran Dragic is out. Myers Leonard is out. And on the Spurs side of things, well, I don't know. Um, Cater Bates-Diop, Devontae Graham, Malachi Branham are all playing on Tuesday. Trey Jones, Doug McDermott, and Romeo Langford are all playing on Tuesday. I can sit here and tell you now that I don't expect that Trey Jones is going to play on Wednesday. I think he'll be out. I think Doug McDermott will be out, and I think Romeo Langford will be out. I think all those guys definitely sit on Wednesday. I think there is a chance that Devontae Graham sits on Wednesday. I think Cater Bates-Diop sits on Wednesday. I think Malachi Branham probably sits on Wednesday as well. But the guys who are all out today, Vassell, Calden, Zach Collins and Jeremy Sohan all will play on Wednesday is my guess. The guys who play both nights, I think will be Mamo Kalishvili and I think will be Blake Wesley and then maybe Champagne or uh, Dominic Barlow. But I think we're going to have Vassell, Johnson, Collins, Sohan all return and you're going to have Bates, Diop, Graham, Branham, Jones, Langford all out. But I don't know. It is a complete shit show with that team. So I don't know what we're watching for. Yes, we can. the value of streaming for Wednesday on the Spurs is lower because you're going to have Vassell, Johnson, Collins, Sohan all come back. But you might have a little bit of value there with Jones and Graham and maybe Branham all out that maybe Blake Wesley starts at point guard and puts up big numbers. There could be all of their point guards out or they might start Sohan at point guard. All of their guards might be out on Wednesday. I don't know. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Um, I want to watch on the Bucks, Bobby Portis, because with Jay Crowder there, he's played 19 minutes, but Crowder's out. So he probably goes back to 25. So he really needs one of Crowder, Giannis, or Lopez to be out to be a 12-team league player. And we've got that here. I also want to watch Brooke Lopez. I highlighted him on the buy low, sell high, or the over and underperforming show earlier today and talking about just the insane shooting. His block numbers are 50% up on the season numbers. He's shooting 73% from the field or from two-point range. He's unbelievable at the moment. Can he maintain that? He is a top five player over the last two weeks. He can't maintain it, but let's see if it drops here or if it continues. The next game we look at is the Rockets and the Grizzlies. Both of these teams go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday for the rest of the week. We know that old mate, Dylan Brooks, is out. The His second technical foul suspension, that's his 18th tech. Every second tech that he gets now, he will get suspended one game. The dickhead can't help himself, so he's going to miss more time. But we do have the likely return of Jarmoran. Now, there's some talk that he might come off the bench. There's going to be a limited minutes. Like, he missed two weeks, mate. What happened to his conditioning? He can't start. Okay, cool. We'll see what happens here. But yeah, he, he might be coming off the bench. And then there's the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun in Houston. 
if the sound would play. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Um, he missed the last game due to illness. With If he's out, we really fire up Tari Eason and it helps Jabari Smith. Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, missed last game. That was a back-to-back -back issue. He will be back on Wednesday without any problems. So we do want to watch Tari Eason because he was great. 31 minutes last game. The three prior, 18, 22, and 22. So realistically, his games, his good games out of his last five, there's been two of them, have been Shengun being out. 35 minutes, then 18, 22, 22, 31 minutes. I expect we're back to 21 minutes here. And that's probably not enough. Although, again, four more games this week, maybe you hold. Especially with doubt around Shengun. I also watched Jabari Smith, who's been pretty good. The most important thing for Smith is minutes. 43, 36, 36, 36, 20, or 37, sorry, 29, 38, 39. Big minutes in basically every game. And that's going to help when on nights when he doesn't quite have it, when we get a little bit more of a boost for some of the other numbers. So let's watch that. For the Grizzlies, what happens to Tyus Jones? With this uncertainty around Morant and his role and all this bullshit, maybe we hold Tyus, especially with Brooks out, and they try a little bit of those two together, although they've been pretty against that for most of this season. But I think we hold Tyus through one game. The other guy to watch is Santi Aldama, who played 28 minutes last game and closed the game next to Jaron Jackson. Now, Jaron was in foul trouble and only played 23 minutes. But they have experimented at times with playing Aldama at the three. So instead of starting, say, John Conchar or Zaire Williams at small forward with Dylan Brooks out, maybe they start Aldama. And that, paired with the combination of him maybe playing some four with Jackson at the five, increasing his minutes, makes him a marginally interesting guy. I think if Brooks was playing, I wouldn't have really any interest here in Aldama. But they have shown occasionally a, uh, a proc... I don't know what the word I was going to say. I was going to try a fancy word. They've shown an inclination. That's the word I was going to say. Um, to play Aldama a little bit at the three. So he's definitely someone that we can watch here. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-pointers drained. The Bucks still remain the favorites over on Fangio for the uh, NBA title. Very interesting to see the Warriors significantly higher favorites than the Grizzlies or the Cavs. The Cavs are plus 3,300, the Warriors plus 1,300, even though the Cavs have been significantly better than them all season. You can check that out over on Fangio. You can also combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fangio.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game. Um, it's the Sixers Bulls. We just saw this game two games ago, and the Bulls got their first victory over Joel Embiid in ever. First time they've ever beaten an Embiid team. Um, no one is ruled out at this point, but there are some big injuries we need to pay attention to. Alex Caruso missed last game. Not a shock there with that foot issue. He is questionable in this one. If he is out, we go to Beverly. Then we go to Williams and White as our replacements there to swim you further down the list. The big one, though, is in Philadelphia. We saw him limping pretty... He was shithouse last game, James Harden. He was limping in the locker room after the game, and now he is officially questionable. They play three more games this week, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, the Sixers. The Bulls have Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. There is no chance James Harden plays three more games this week. No chance. He will sit at least that back-to-back. -back. In fact, I think we get one game out of Harden. I think he sits Wednesday, Friday, and then we get him back on Saturday, which means that DeAnthony Melton's value goes through the roof, especially with PJ Tucker also questionable. Melton was great last game, 33 and 34 minutes. Of course, the two games prior to that, he combined for 34 minutes. That's what makes him so hard to roster. But with Harden likely out, with Tucker perhaps out, Melton's value goes way up, and I think you're going to get it up for Wednesday, Friday. 
I think Harden will sit both of those games. And by get it up, that's not exactly what I meant. I also want to watch uh, Tobias Harris, who continues to sort of struggle along. But absences help him quite a bit. So we keep rolling with him and we take advantage of the fact that Harris is out. or Harden is probably going to be out. For the Bulls, I do want to watch Patrick Williams. Sort of stat today that he had like one of the best net ratings in the... I think he had the best net rating in the clutch um, for this team this season. He doesn't do much fantasy-wise, but his minutes are up the last two without um, Alex Caruso. It's sort of a hit-or-miss proposition as to whether he's going to put up fantasy numbers. But if Caruso is out, he's worth rolling the dice on. So is Kobe White, who offers a different skill set, points and threes with some assists. But he has been playing much better of late after a really slow start to the season. The Hawks and the Wolves. This is a back-to-back for Atlanta. They go Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they have another back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. While Minnesota only has two more games this week, they play Wednesday and Sunday. Um, Jalen Johnson is out for Atlanta. Um, DeJounte Murray is out on Tuesday. We don't know Murray's status for this game on Wednesday. Well, for the Wolves, huge news. Anthony Edwards is questionable, but Carl Anthony Towns is also questionable, as is Jalen Noel. So there are lots of things here. We have lots of different permutations. If Edwards is out and Noel plays and Towns is out, Noel becomes an option. Prince becomes an option, obviously, but who knows what we're going to get. Unbelievable last game. That I guarantee you that's not sticking. It's not doing that again. And then we have to work out if Towns plays, what does he do? 20 minutes? How does that impact Kyle Anderson? Do you drop Kyle Anderson? I wouldn't. But also, they only have two more games this week. So if uh, Towns does return Wednesday and he wanted to drop Kyle Anderson after that because they don't play Thursday, Friday, Saturday... Four days with no games, three days with no games, it makes it really tough. And then you say, well, there's probably a downtick in production coming that maybe we do move on after Wednesday's game. So we want to see the impact on Anderson. We want to see what Prince does. Does Prince stay at 20 minutes when Towns comes back? Where does he even fit in? Or if Towns and Edwards are out, does Prince produce enough for 12-team leagues? Probably not, but he's at least streamable. And I'm sure a lot of people would have added him after that performance yesterday. The Blazers and the Jazz. That's the next game. They both play three more games. Blazers go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. The Jazz go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Justice Winslow's out. Uh, Ibu Baji is out for the Jazz. It's not official, but I'm assuming that the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson, is sidelined. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. I think Colin's, well, Colin Sexton's going to be out. And then we don't know about Lowry Markinen, who's dealing with back soreness. Markinen missed Monday's game. I, I think there's a chance he comes back Wednesday, but I also think there's a chance he doesn't play both the Friday, Saturday back-to-back. I think he only plays one of those games. As I said, I think they always want to start Oshai Abaji, and they're going to do that by sitting players out. For the Blazers, um, Jeremy Grant's the questionable one who's missed like 10 days now with this quad contusion. Are they tanking? Is it a fake injury? Grant's shown no problem with sitting out for fake injuries in Detroit the last two years. So his absence or presence impacts a lot. Last game they started Cam Reddish, didn't work. And Watford got the minutes. I think they'll go back to Watford and he becomes a stream if Jeremy is out. I also want to watch um, uh, Anthony Simons. Because we talked about him on the buy low, sell high earlier today and he was struggling. Struggling to put up the numbers that he needs to put up. We've seen his free throws drop off significantly. Let's see if he's able to get back on track. The minutes haven't been a problem. He just isn't producing as the way that we need him to do it. And then we also watch Watford for the Jazz. Abaji was great last game. Shot unbelievably. But nothing... When I said he's not a great fantasy option, it's true. Right? He has not been a good fantasy option. He's averaging under... Before yesterday, under two rebounds and under one and a half assists as a starter in 29 minutes. And you know what that is? Shit house. Like that is terrible as a fantasy player. Low steals, bad percentages. And then yesterday he had 25, five and three with six triples. Shot 60% from three and he looks amazing. But still, 
the value came from being an unbelievable three-point shooter, and he got boosted with Markkanen's usage. Now, if Markkanen is out, we do want to watch Abaji and to see if he gets more of that usage. But the general skeleton of his fantasy game still remains poor. He is outside the top 300 on a per-game basis this year, despite playing 20 minutes a night. Tie that in with like Daniel Gafford, who's like, what, 100th in like 21 minutes or something. Like it's a big difference in terms of being a good fantasy player. Everything went his way. No Sexton, no Clarkson, no Markkinen. He got more shots, and they went in. So it could be a real trap if Markkinen plays and Abaji has 12 points with two triples and nothing else. But it also could be a good game. So we do want to watch it. I also want to watch Chris Dunn. Now, his big minutes last game were because Taylor Horton Tucker was in foul trouble, not because Markkinen was out. I still think in 22 minutes a night, Chris Dunn's a 12-team league player. Um, but that 30 minutes he got well, he was awesome. That 30 minutes he got was great. I don't think that's going to be replicable. I just I think we need to just pump the brakes a little bit on that. Suns and Lakers is the last game of the night. They both play three more times this week. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday for Phoenix. So the back-to-back there. The Lakers go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Durant is out. LeBron is out. Bumber is out. We don't know about DeAndre Ayton. He missed the last game with a hip injury. For the Suns, we want to watch Josh Okoge. Minutes are relatively consistent, but he played 21 last game. Is that what's going to happen? Like, is he just going to be 30, 30, 30, 30, 20? Like, what are they going to do playing time-wise? And how's his shooting going to be? It's very hard for me to feel super, super excited about trusting Josh Okoge. I also want to watch Chris Paul because at this point, I just don't think his shooting is coming back. I think that he's dropped off the cliff in that area, and that's it for him now. Like, he's never going to go back to be that efficient shooter. Now, he's still really good. He's still putting up good numbers, but those numbers that we relied upon him for in the past seasons, I don't think they're coming back. For the Lakers, all the focus is going to be on Austin Reeves, who's been great. What he did last game is probably probably a little bit too high. Will they move him into the starting lineup ahead of Troy Brown? Does it even matter? Probably not. He is a 12-team league guy at the moment. He was their third best player for big chunks of this season. He isn't now, but he was. And he's got a really good playmaking role and scoring role without LeBron. He's better than Dennis Schroeder, and they're giving him those minutes over Schroeder as well. I also want to watch Winning Gabriel because they're playing him alongside Davis for two to three minutes a game. That doesn't make him a 12-team league guy, but at least makes him a 14-team league option, uh, especially when you're looking for field goal percentage and blocks. But the fact that he's getting those minutes ahead of their prized or pre-prized trade acquisition, Rui Hachimura, or even cutting into Jared Vanderbilt's minutes, who played 20 and 23 the last two, is very, very interesting. Remember, Vanderbilt is a guy who's very much a fringe 12-team league player, as is Malik Beasley, and Gabriel's presence here is having an impact. Let's look at some injury replacement streams. If Doncic and Irving are out, we got Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. If only one of those guys are out, I might look at Hardy, but I probably wouldn't look at Green. I probably need both of those players out to get excited. If Halliburton is out, we go back to McConnell, obviously, and Nembhard comes in after that. If Scott Barnes is out, it's Gary Trent. And then I think they'll go with Malachi Flynn, but it could be Jeff Doughton. So we're just looking at for backup point guard minutes there. If Aiton is out, Biombo will be the option. It's just rebounds and blocks and field goal percentage. Don't expect much, but that's what he does. If Markkinen is out, Abaji really does get that boost there, as does Simone Fontecchio. If Shengun is out, Tari Eason's the guy we look at. Jabari Smith gets a boost, and Ujman Garuba does as well. If Morant is out, obviously we go back to Tyus Jones. Um, and then even Santi Aldama might get a few extra shots in that spot. If Edwards is out, Prince and Noel, but there's a lot of factors there with the town's potential return or absence as well. Even Noel status is up in the air. In terms of back-to-backs Wednesday, Thursday, we're just looking at the New York Knicks. They're the only team that got the Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. In terms of streaming on Wednesday, again, look, can you actually do it? Do you have a full roster or not? If you don't, here are some guys. Chris Dunn, Matisse Thibel. These guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. 
Austin Reeves. Now, Thibault, if you're streaming him, it steals. That's it, right? Like, his value gets boosted because of that. Maybe he has a good night in other areas, but it's really for steals. Austin Reeves. Dante DiVincenzo. Yes, he was poor last game. I have some faith. Xavier T. Ilman. Dan Gafford, Monte Morris, and Patrick Beverly. The absence of Kuzma helps Gafford and Morris quite a bit, and the absence of Caruso would boost Beverly up this list. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 10, 10% or more of leagues. Uh, sorry, available in, in 90% or more of leagues. Grayson Allen, Luke Kennard with Brooks out, Tory Craig, John Concha maybe with Brooks out, Reggie Bullock, Joe Ingles, Kobe White, and Troy Brown Jr. I'd even consider Ingles and White as 12-team streaming options. For points leagues, these guys are available in 40% plus of leagues. Um, Horton Tucker, Sohan, the Spurs, who knows? There's a lot of different things that are going to happen there. It might be Blake Wesley we're looking at as well, or Malachi Branham. But Sohan's available in 40% plus, and I think he'll be back and playing. Chris Dunn, Kavon Looney, Tillman, Ben Matherin's available in 40% plus, Austin Reeves, and KJ Martin. If we look ahead to the next four nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in terms of low volume days, we're looking at Thursday and Saturday. So which guys can we take a look at to give us a boost if we have full rosters Wednesday, Friday? Well, we're looking at Clippers guys. So we've got Eric Gordon with two games, Josh Richardson with two games for the Pelicans, Finney Smith and the Nets have two games. The Cockroach Mason Plumley has two. Larry Nance has two. Royce O'Neal has two. Seth Curry has two. And Marcus Morris has two. Guys that are widely available who you can add, get two games for the price of one. I really like the Gordon one out of this one the most, but there's some upside in Nance. There's some upside in O'Neal. There might even be upside in Plumley, Probably not, but there is some value there at least. For the next four days in general, including the big volume days, we've got a bunch of teams playing three games, and these are all guys available in 40% plus of leagues, and you can get the three games in four-night boost here. Horton Tucker, Grayson Allen, Josh Kogi, Benedict Matherin, Tory Craig, Timothy John McConnell, Aaron Neesmith, and Kevon Looney. And McConnell, even with Mc, uh, Halliburton coming back, three games, 20 minutes a night. If he gets that, he might get more than that. Like, there's enough value in trying him out, I think, or holding on just because of how good that schedule is. If you look at the upcoming chunks for the week, we've got three games in four nights. Bucks, Jazz, Pacers, Sixers, Suns. No one plays four games in four nights, uh, four, names, four games in five nights. There's a bunch of teams, and you'll notice the schedule's getting really packed here. Four games in six nights. Mavericks, Bucks, Blazers, Suns, Jazz, Sixers, Bulls, Rockets, Pacers. No one goes five and seven, and there's heaps of teams going five and eight. Grizzlies, Bucks, Mavericks, Thunder, Blazers, Jazz, Suns, Bulls, Rockets, Sixers, Pacers. This schedule is about to be jam-packed. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.